Welcome to Ronin Radio. This is Michael Sky here in Florianopolis, Brazil with Hans Komein. Today we talk about the warrior versus the chief. We talk about uh, men's evolution into next levels of power and leadership with themselves and with their people. And we talk about how the, a man, a young man must first become the warrior before he can become the chief, before he can really have the full respect of his people and have the trust of his people uh, to guide them. We talk about the obstacles to becoming the warrior and to becoming the chief and the power and the beauty that awaits the man who steps into those next level roles. Today's conversation will make more sense for those who are familiar with the honor work and for those who've been listening to previous episodes of Ronin Radio. If you'd like to learn more about the honor work and uh, join the Ronin Brotherhood and the Ronin Academy, connect to us on the links in the description. Morning full of bad jokes, off-color humor. <laughs> yeah. It never ends with this guy. Ever since I met this guy, man, downhill, downhill, I tell you, downhill. All right. <laughs> Are you live yet, Hans? We both set up our cameras. He goes live on his page. I go live on mine. All right. Warrior versus chief. This is a distinction for the men out there. I think it's, uh, I think it's a really important one. As uh, I think back to my teen years, my father left home at 14. And, you know, I, I think every young man needs a call to honor, like a role of honor for his people. He needs to, you know, and usually in the teens, early 20s, in many societies, this is the typical time when you become an actual warrior, a soldier. You know, you, you join the fighting class, if you will, you join the military or um whatever, and the role that you have for your people that's very respected and honored, and it very much still is so uh, in many societies around the world, uh, is that of the warrior. Mm. And you're basically signing up to risk your life, to kill, and uh, yeah, even die for your people. So there's a tremendous amount of honor in it, both in it's honored by your people or the society, but there's also honor in it in the, in the way that it's done. Like the, if you think about like the, the U S military, everything's about honor, or at least, at least they say it is. Um, there's some, you know, I don't, maybe it's not for this podcast, but there's some real challenges that I have with the way that, a government or an external authority who's in charge of the military mm. can abuse the call to honor in the young man and have him betray his own values. Mm -hmm. But that's for a different, uh, different podcast. But 
this role of honor for your people. I think it's, uh, you know, in some countries it's obligatory. In Israel, even the young women, I believe, must serve. I think the young women need to serve two years in the military, the young men three years. And it's just, it's not, uh, it's, there's no option. You, you must do it. Korea. Also obligatory. Korea. And you, uh, you know, when I was traveling around the world, uh, you know, sometimes I'd stay in hostels and I'd, I'd meet uh, from time to time like a group of Israelis. And there was an extra level of like fierceness yes. in the young men. I, in Belgium, sure. in Belgium was obligatory until my age. I was like the first one, not to, not obligatory. That's what happened to you. <laughs> and I was always like interested, like I, I wanted to be, yeah, and I wanted to do it. But when it was not obligatory, I didn't, I didn't want yeah. to do it. And I was like, yeah. so it's a great missing out of a call to adventure, a call to honor, and a call to brotherhood. Training There's three um, yeah. fundamental values. Honor. What did you say? Honor. Brotherhood, uh, adventure. Okay. You could say mastery as well, mm. right? These are these are all kind of uh, masculine or warrior type values that, in many healthy societies, are just an, a natural part of a young man's upbringing. And I grew up Mormon, and it was very kind of tight, tribal type of group, and. Uh, every young man is supposed to go on a two-year mission mm. and you actually get the call right you actually get called on a mission and it's it's like you're called by god to go and serve how does that look practically you get called in church or to come around the, your house uh i didn't quite make it that far <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what went wrong with you <laughs> yeah yeah seriously Well, you know, when I was, I remember one time when I was 19 or I think I was 19, which is the time, like I should have already been on my mission if I was a good Mormon boy. And my dad came by my apartment. I think it was my second place that I had to myself. It was me and a, and a buddy. And I remember him coming by and, you know, speaking from his heart, presencing really the feeling of honor, mm -hmm. you know, which is. You know, if honor is not that, if the feeling of honor is not that much a part of your reality, it's extremely compelling. Mm -hmm. It's extremely like, it's like, wow, wow I like I want this, you know, I, this is missing in my life and I want this. And he would say like Holy Spirit or whatever. I would say now honor. But, um, and you know, there was no, it, it was not an external authority with my father. It's not like you should do this and. Everyone expects it of you, and you're wrong if you don't. It was completely this this presencing of like the Holy Spirit, and and having me feel get present to the call, if you will, which is great. Now that I you know now that I think about that, um, and I think it's the way that uh, Mormon missionaries are also trained. They're trained to what they call bear their testimony, mm. which is like, and it's it's, it's in a way making a stand publicly for who like the founder of the church was, who Jesus is for you, who, whatever. And it's like, it's the who you are for me conversation in a way. And uh, it's, I can see, you know, as I look back, I can see how 
Yeah, the the religion and my time in it has impacted the honor work for sure. You know, I never got this at first, but then, you know, the more that I've just had time to reflect, it's, you know, it's a big part of it. Um, and as I traveled, I came to see and understand how this, this feeling of honor and this desire to feel it and to, to, to honor another is a profound, just, part, it's, it's, it's innate in mm. human experience. And even, you know, in the Amazon with the ayahuasca and the, you know, all of that, that's what I got connected to, which is this, you know, in this ayahuasca ceremony, the singing for six hours, like giving praise to, now this was a, a group that was kind of a mix of Catholicism and the indigenous ways and some other things. And, but like so many songs to like the Virgin Mother, you know, for example, and, and so on. But it's just like, the feeling is that of honor. Mm -hmm. And and it was, and that's when I had this revelation that we just have this desire to do this. But like our judgments about our parents mm -hmm. get in the way of us just giving this honor, like this to the source of our life, right? I mean, our, I mean, in a very real and mythological sense, like, like we came from our mother. She carried us, she sacrificed, she whatever. And it's like, we're here, why would we not like sing her praises for the rest of our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. And we had, we had this desire to give that, but it's blocked, you know, through our judgment and our, our conflicts with her. So anyway, I'm, I'm going in a big kind of loop here, but... Back to the warrior. Yes, the warrior. Um, that this is, that there's a hunger in this for young men to have the call to adventure, the call to honor, a role of honor for their people, um, it, it, to, to be mentored by elder men that they respect and look up to. So in the military, you've got elder men. They've walked this same path, um, this right. difficult path. So you honor them. It's, there's no, it's not a, an, an authority from... It is in a way, but in a way it is a genuine authority in that they went through the same bullshit you're going through right now in boot camp. Mm -hmm. And then they went through this, and then they went through that. So you can really look up to them as a guy who, yeah, you did this. You're not like some asshole who didn't do what he's asking me to do, right? So we have that, that hunger for mentorship and guidance. And by a man that we respect or older men who respect, all of this is, is a, I would say, like, almost like a biological expectation or a need and if it goes unfulfilled, man, men just wander off and they might find it in a gang or they might, they might just be without it and, and turn to drugs and, and kind of destroy their life without these fundamental... Um, well, yes, well, I'm trying to get to the essence of the, the, what it is to be a warrior and I'm asking you because what you depicting now is really also like a connection with brotherhood and being there have a role for your people when 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 we're talking before about warrior and chief what i sensed what i see as the essential trait of the warrior would be to take back the reins of his own life to to become in, in charge to 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 say no to the external authority and listen to the the internal authority and take charge of your own life, you know, take full responsibility. Yeah, it, it could be. It could be, but I would say just in a very 
general sense. It's like you're stepping to the front. You're stepping onto the battlefield. You're willing to face everything and risk everything for your people. Mm. So um, with like our young friend in California who we've been talking to, he's still at home. Um, in a way, because he's still dependent on father and he's, you know, he's having this complex because he's resenting that external authority who he's, who he's not respecting. Um, yeah, for him the, to become the warrior is like, for him to go out and become his own leader yes. of himself, go out and face the world. Like the battlefield is uh, not at home dominated by his, these people he's not respecting. It's him. Go out to the battlefield and face everything and fight for your own. But it's it's less about the his dad or whatever, or and it's more just about him being out there and yes. facing everything. And and it's kind of an evolution that needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's it's really hard to make the next step. Yes. Which I would say would be to chief. You, you might insert another thing in there, which could be like father. And then chief is like grandfather. So let me just, let me, let me talk a bit about chief or grandfather. So this is the point where imagine you've got sons and daughters, and then you've got grandsons, granddaughters, maybe even great grandsons, great granddaughters. You know, maybe there's 50 people, 60 people potentially who are like the these are these are all your people they directly came from you um now they might be fighting and on the level of like the younger guys the warriors because they're in this energy of just I'm standing up for myself I'm not going to let anyone violate me I'm going to you know make my mark I'm I'm not going to be dominated the conflicts in the family or in the tribe, in the community, um, can really tear the whole family apart, can really tear the whole community apart because they're just in this kind of a mode, you know, which is, in a lot of ways, it's a positive mode because uh, it's just part of the evolution, you know. So, but then later on, you know, as the grandfather, well, these are all my people. I don't, you know, I don't want to see my family split apart. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see my tribe split apart. So as the grandfather, you know, imagine you you are, these, these are all my sons, you know, and you bring them together and you find a way to work it out. So um, as we relate this to like the, the honor tools, you have like the, you know, the inner conflict diagram and, and taking a stand and so on, which are, which are, uh, much more about just this this fundamental warrior orientation, facing everything. Seems like to be like, who can I be for me? And then in the next phase, who can I be for my people? That's what I see. Yes. Although the warrior, you know, he can also be out there fighting for his people. But the, it's really clear the main thing he has to face is his own fear to be out there on the battlefield, mm -hmm. right? It's his... It's his it is that inner conflict. It's that fear. And that's, that's the main thing, I think, for the, the warrior is the fear, right? Stepping out there. And um, so when it comes to being the, 
the guy who's more responsible for the family, for the, the tribe, um, if, if you don't have that courage to face anything, you know, how are you going to step in the middle of these two warring parts of the family mm. and risk their judgment, whatever? Like, how are you going to resolve that? And also, like, are they even going to respect you mm. if you're not the warrior? You know, it, it, these guys were really standing in their fucking power and they look at you and you, you didn't evolve to the warrior right. stage. Are they even going to respect what you have to say? Well, I'm wondering how... how real life these examples are because it seems in a way that if you are the grandfather it's only natural that you have your people to fight for you know it's only it's it seems easier in a way to stand for them than being the warrior who has to face his fears you know the the grandfather doesn't have it like it's his family so there's no like reason for him to not do it well so, it I don't. I mean, in some ways, we're speaking like I'm speaking hypothetically about you know how things might have been with the like the Native Americans and stuff because I'm talking about chief grandfather slash chief, or but I'm also talking about like a real elder, not just yes. someone who's older, not just someone who's a grandfather, because in today's society we so easily throw yes. away our relations, we'll cut our our our, our children out, yes, we'll we'll throw away our wife, we'll. You know, it's so much just about the individual thing and kind of like the warrior energy, if you will. Yes. Just, okay, we have a conflict and just cut or kill the other person off, not necessarily speaking physically, but emotionally, spiritually. But what about, because I like the word chief because it seems almost like he's representing not just his blood, you know, he's representing people. It's a family of choice almost, you know, and... uh, that that's a real issue. Like who who are my people and who can I be for my people, which seems a much requires much more of a warrior spirit and a choice and a real caring, you know, than than you have your family and it's there. It's it's your blood, so it's it's yes. easy to do that. You know? And part of the part of the conflict becomes if you really want to resolve the conflict with your people, the problem is if they don't feel that you are their authority. In other words, that you're carrying them in your heart. The warrior, it's really easy a lot of times to just come from judgment. You know, ah, fuck you. You know, you're out. And and to go to war in that way. Yes. He's the enemy. The, the other person becomes the enemy. Yeah. Yes. In fact, the warrior, the warrior can make enemies. Yes. You are the enemy and I go to war with you. But uh, to bring the people together who are going to war, who are part of your people... This is the this is, becomes the real challenge now because if you're relating to my authority and being a man or being powerful or whatever is still relying on that force of judgment and 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 killing the enemy, you're gonna kill your tribe, you're gonna kill your family, yes. you're gonna kill your marriage, you're gonna leave destruction for generations of traumatized family members and the way they pass that on to their future family members, right? So the the challenge for the chief. And to go back to you know how Native Amer- how I understand that Native Americans typically would understand a chief is not in this position of power where he from his place of his throne of judgment he can uh, punish or cast out or, or something like this. Uh, it is instead someone's only your chief 
if they feel that when you speak, that, that you're speaking for them because they feel in their heart that, that you are in their heart, mm-hmm. that they really are taking you into consideration when they speak. Uh, and so they, they grant you, you know, you grant someone to the authority to speak for you. It's mean you say, you give them authority. It's a, it's, you grant them authority. And the moment that they are in judgment of you, like cut off from you, the heart is cut off. They no longer are your authority. They no longer speak for you. They're no longer your chief. And, and in, a, in a real fundamental sense of like survival, in, in, in cultures or tribes, peoples where there's not so much wealth and abundance and rule of law and individual rights protected and all this sort of thing, to be cut off like that, to be ostracized, which is uh, judgment and shame is a prelude to ostracization, violence, uh, and it's a real survival issue. You know, um, it, it's, it's the precursor to, oh, my family could be cut off from the, the tribe, the source of protection, the source of food, belonging, safety. It's, uh, there's a real threat there. So... Um, so of course, if this person who is, maybe he is your grandfather or he is your father, he's your elder or he's your brother or something. If you can feel him in judgment of you, yet he's, he's, he's shooting on you in a way that you should heal your conflict with your sister or your, whoever's in the tribe you're going to war with, he's not going to have that authority to do that. So the warrior doesn't have the same authority that the chief does. And what's needed is a whole different kind of authority there. And so, um, and the honor window, this is where the honor window comes in. You know, if you want to go from the warrior authority of like, I'm ready to do battle, judgment, whatever, to... This authority where both sides really, and, and, or if it's you in conflict with someone in your family, you, you're also typically lacking in your own like authority. You don't really feel yourself as an authority from your heart mm. to guide yourself. But of course, neither do they. So um, that's the honor window and the, the who you are from the conversation and these things. These are tools for the chief. Mm-hmm. These are things you can put in practice to become the chief of your people in that way. And, you know, when I say that, I don't mean that, that like they're going to say, okay, you're my chief or you're my leader or you're whatever. But uh, you effectively become that. It's a way you show up. And, and uh, yeah, and they might feel you as chief one day, but not the next. So, you know, if... And in these times where people don't tend to respect family as any great thing or tribe as any great thing, and we need less tribe and community and family than we did when we were like surviving mm-hmm. against the neighboring tribe and surviving against nature and, you know, we really needed the, the family and the whatever. Now much less so. You know, well, even maybe in, less for survival, but I do see everywhere a, a deep longing and craving and, and lack 
Absolutely. There's a deep need, but not for survival. Mm -hmm. So we can survive alone in our house. We can even get the check from the government and the, the, the food stamps and the, the welfare from the government to stay alive on our own, watching TV, isolated, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that in a way, the challenges that one takes on to become a warrior and it's like, you know, it, it can kind of be an F you to authority or to the world, to the enemy, to whoever's going to do battle with me. It is kind of that rising up into that kind of a power that can directly interfere with the evolution becoming a chief. Well, I almost see the opposite. It seems to me that to become a chief, you know, you've got to be a warrior first. Yes. For many men. Even though what the chief does is trying to amend everything that uh, the warriors fight for. Yes, the warrior is both against... necessary and it's also the obstacle. Yes. So it, it is the way. You have to go through it to really be uh, have that respect of your people. It's like I felt with my parents. I had to break away and I had to fight with them first a couple of years, break off of them, you know, to be able to come back, you know, and stand yes. for them. In a way, the one is about respect and the other is about the heart. Well, okay. The warrior is about having their respect and the honor is about... Mm inspiring them to, right. to come with you. So, yeah, so someone who is not, hasn't really fully taken on, you know, stepped into warrior, uh, who then tries to be the leader of his people, it's going to be very tough mm. because he's not going to have that respect. Yes. And this is, you can see this with the guy, for example, who's in a relationship with a woman, who um, he's always just trying to make peace. He's always just trying to be good. He's always trying to get back on her good side. Without just, ever having been a warrior, he tries to be a chief. Yes, just, well, I don't even know that he's trying to be a chief, but he's, he's... Uh, well, it, it looks like that. It looks like he wants peace. He wants peacemaking. For his family, for yes. his relationship, right. perhaps, yes. But he doesn't have her respect, right. and really he doesn't have his own self-respect. Mm. So, um, and in many ways, you know, the, the some of the attributes of the warrior are can be judged as, you know, ego, as macho, as you know these sorts of things. So, um, especially in today's world, you know, a woman who is maybe a single mother and she's she went to war with the patriarchy to claim her own independence and, and whatever you know she can raise sons who you know also don't want to be one of those assholes that you know hurt his mother and that his mother warned him not to be uh, but his judgments against those men and the patriarchy block him from becoming the warrior, mm -hmm. and then eventually the chief. It's interesting. To me, what I see now is that if you ever want to be granted authority by your people, first and foremost, you will have to become your own authority. You have to do it. You have to break free from 
from doing what society tells you. You have to break free from telling what your parents are telling you to do with everyone else. And you have to do what you, what you are telling yourself to do. And only then, if you grow through that, through that warrior phase, you stand a chance that at some point you'll be chief and be, people will grant you that you speak for them. Yeah, and so one of the, uh, one of the uh, challenges of the warrior is to, it's not, in part, it's to claim your authority, yes, but the first step might be saying no to the false authority. Mm-hmm. So if there's these authority figures out there, and it could be your father, it could be uh, society, it could be your mother, boss, whatever, if they are leading you from fear, judgment, um, which in a way is like a violation. Um, you, your, your job is to say no to that. Yes. Your job is to say no to that, to protect and hold sacred your heart, the authority of your heart to be your guide. So it's to say no to that and then to follow the call of your heart. Now, if they speak to your heart, that's another, that's another thing. You can grant them authority to mm-hmm. speak for you to the extent that you feel that they're holding you in, in your heart. But um, this is in their heart. But this is the real challenge with like, uh, you know, we talk about the young man in California who we've been talking to. Um, how does he... You know, the longer he stays in his father's house, for example, and he's judging his father and resenting his father for the way that his father runs the house or runs the being a father or whatever. Um, this, this, uh, this is really just what the call he feels is to go be his own authority. But instead of answering the call, he's making it about his father. Right. He's doing it wrong. Well, I wouldn't say he's doing it wrong, but... No, no. This is... He's thinking his father is doing it wrong. Instead of saying, okay, what is my own desire telling me? How, how can I look instead of, like we said yesterday, instead of addressing uh, his father, and you know, he should be addressing his own judgments of his father and see what desire lies underneath which is his own desire to become his own man, become his yes. own authority. And as we do the honor window, you can see that the, your authentic desire and your, your anger, which is your, your, your rejection of, of external authority in a way, people violating you, people trying to make you do what they want you to do. This, this gets hidden under our judgments, which are... Uh, really become a coping mechanism mm. to tolerate the violation of others. So the the honor window is it's not just a tool for the chief. It can also be a tool for the warrior to reclaim his authentic desire and his anger and find his boundaries and like for example release his father from his the resentments of his father mm. and and in fact honor his father because. In in the honoring of his father or his or the the that whatever the masculine warrior model is that he's judging, 
that can help him to to claim that title for himself, mm. to become that warrior for himself. It's I'm speaking a bit uh, in conclusions in a way from having done the 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 so much of the honor work and the honor window work. But if someone goes through the honor window, if someone in this, if a young man, let's talk about this for a for a second. It's there's so many young men today who they have they have the issue with the, the with authority issue with authority issue with brothers issue with um, their self authority and issue you could say with masculinity and um, doing the work of honoring their fathers with you know whether through the honor window or other honor tools or some other way, this is a gateway to them really becoming the man that they'll really respect. Not just their father will respect, but they themselves will respect. So, man, I'm fired up about this. But, uh, and sometimes to claim that respect and to be respected by, let's say, your father, your mother, um, it, it might not be pretty. Mm. You might not have the tools to do it in a graceful way, and there might need to be a bit of yeah. A, I didn't a, have the honor windows. I didn't have the honor. My first step was to get out of there. I, but I, I remember feeling very deeply this is to save me and them. You know, I knew I had to take distance because I I couldn't find my way. You know. Impossible. Yes. There's no way I could have honored my father at that point. Yes. So I had to. And in part, I, I view it as like this idea to kind of keep housed these teens and now even into the 20s, mm. these, these young men yeah. who really have a lot more intelligence and physical ability to assume a lot more responsibility. Right. It's like... We take care of everything for them, and the responsibility that we want them to take is to do what we tell yes. them to do. This is a very fucked up, poor invitation into honor and adventure, yeah. into responsibility. And, and then, and then the, these, these teens and 20s, they don't become the great men that they could become. And, and th because they have to step on the battlefield. Yes. They have to go out there and face it. They have to become the warriors. They have to follow their own call to, yes, to adventure and, and honor. Hendrik says uh, in Dutch, he says, when you when when you when you start learning to say no, and you start listening to that inner guidance, your inner feeling, it, it, things completely change. You can be a lot happier, and that's the first step, you know, to say no to that, and start listening here instead of the external authority. Yes, that's becoming a warrior. And we've been so trained to follow. We've been so trained to ignore our own inner guidance mm -hmm. that uh, it, it's a difficult process. And for some people, a lot more. Because, you know, if, depending on the house you grew up in and the school you grew up in and the church you grew up in and the, the society you grew up in, like there's a lot of different factors. And depending on your personality mm -hmm. type and, and other factors, for some guys, this is an epic, epic yes challenge an epic war to fight and it's and it's a great one it's it's one to be embraced because 
your self-respect, your pride in yourself, your honor, your power, your freedom, everything lies on the other side of that mountain mm-hmm. that you need to climb. We, we laughed about it and I wouldn't, that I wouldn't maybe say it, but I do. It's, it's very clear for me that the parallels with like how you are in relationships are very, it's the same thing. Become a warrior is saying, oh, do I like this girl? Instead of does she like me? Does she like me? Do I like her? Meaning, what do I want? Mm-hmm. What do I, what is important to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it's that stepping on the battlefield, being a warrior. Women are almost secondary to that. You know, it's not your focus anymore. But then the next phase is when you have enough self-love, enough self-acceptance, self-knowledge. You start looking and you start wondering, what can I do to make her shine? Who can I be as a man for these women? Who can I be for my people? You know? Yes. And I love the word chief, actually, because that's really like I use the word of a, of a director, not just a, a protagonist. Director, you look, you look out for everyone. You care for everyone. Mm. But chief is a great word. Yes. Warrior and chief. Yes. And in, uh, you know, in a society that no longer has very many of these, these rites of passage mm. to step into warrior, to step into chief, if you will, yeah. how are we going to do it? You know, how are we going to gain that authority yes. to guide ourselves, to, to guide our people? And, and yeah. we have to fight for it. Yes. I mean, it's a res- I would say it's a responsibility of elders, real, yes. not, not just older men, but to take on this responsibility to, to usher the younger ones into this. But if you're the younger one and you don't have any elders, you don't have any men who are older than you, who are really uh, standing for you, mm-hmm. challenging you, giving you that call to honor and adventure, then you gotta go fight for it. Yes. You gotta seek it out. You gotta, you gotta do what you can do to, to make it happen. But that's I always say that like we the tragic tragedy is that we don't have it. We don't we don't really have the elders. We don't have the stories. We don't have the rites of passage. But the opportunity we get is that we can make them. You know, we can make them. And because they're chosen and because they're so deliberate, they can be even more powerful than when they're handed to you. It's like when a religion has so many... You mean you can make the rites and the rituals? Yes. And the... Like the religion has so many great values, you know, but it's so steeped in tradition and that it kind of, it, in many ways, as you see in, in, in the West, it, 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 it loses its power because it's institutionalized. Now, we don't have that anymore. We can make them. And if it's a lot more deliberate, the power is a lot greater. So if you, for example, develop the, the, the tools for, say, inner conflict diagram on our window and we install brotherhood like we see and we do it, it because it's so new, because it's, it's deliberate, because we choose it, it's a lot more powerful than if you're forced to go to church on a Sunday. You know? So that's the opportunity we do have. Well, I would say there's ways that it's more powerful and there's ways it's less powerful. There's something incredibly powerful. Now, there's a lot of people who go to church. They don't feel like they're forced to go to church. Mm. If they really have that belief, if they really have that tradition, it is extremely powerful. Mm. It can be extremely powerful. And just inventing something new is not going to have that same kind of power. So it's both a great opportunity and a tragedy. But it is what it is. We are where we are. And, and, you know, we've got to fight for what we don't have. I I think we have great times, you know, great opportunities Right now, especially when we're putting everything in perspective to, to choose what we want, to choose our brothers, 
to choose a rites yes. of passage, to choose, you know, who we want to be, who, yes. what people, who are my people. It's yes. incredible that we have that opportunity. Yes. You know, this, this reminds me of one of the, the epic challenges or pitfalls, I would say, on that path of like choosing, choosing to create it yourself is that most guys, they, they do want to be their own leader. Yes. But most will not throw themselves onto a real path of evolution that forces them to transform. Yes. They're just going to kind of stay in their comfort zone and, and grow a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But the, the rite of passage throws you into the unknown. Right. And, you know, O would tell me, because he spent a lot of time with Native people, you know, the, the, the medicine man or the, the elders who were responsible for taking people on the, you know, let's say the vision quest or into the next world or whatever. Like most of the, most of the guys, they don't want to go. Mm. Like the, the Native people's like most, they, they don't want to go, you know. But it's the job of the elder right. to take them anyway, mm. you know. I mean, and, and not just forcing them beyond their will. There, there's a lot of um, heart. There's a lot of yeah, whatever to to take them there. Well, I just look at myself and I see like I've always want change and transformation, you know, and I have a strong, strong desire for it. And it still doesn't happen until I have allies. Yes. It's with allies that I'm accountable. I'm like, oh, God, I won't be the weakest. And then transformation is possible. Yes. You know, so, yeah, that's a... It's, it's hard to, to do it by yourself, you know? And it's, re it's really important when seeking out a mentor, you know, someone to take you into the unknown where you haven't been, that you feel that they really have your best interest mm -hmm. at heart, that you really feel that you're willing to grant them that authority to yes. guide you. And uh, there's many, you know, who are... They don't have the skill to do that. They don't have the training to do that. They don't have the history of being guided by such guides. And they are, you know, so you still, it, it, it's, a, it's a tender thing. And you, you might not have any options for mentorship mm. that you really fully feel that. So you might have to choose one that's close. But hey, Don't point at me. <laughs> but, but maintain your your self-respect in there, right. you know, maintain that kind of that boundary. And it's, it's a challenge, but you know, if you can find someone who really gives you that, that great call to honor and call to adventure, and you really feel they're going to care for you, but challenge the fuck out of you and that they can really, you know, give that to you man, take it up on it because that's a gift. Yes. It's a rare gift. The, the kind of adventure we most hunger for and aliveness we most hunger for lays out there not in yes. the world that we're in control of it lies out there beyond the wall we don't beyond need, the pale we don't need gurus we need brothers older brothers taking care of us <laughs>